0: Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Scanline Tabletop. This is our actual play, role-playing tabletop uh, podcast. Well, wow, I, I made that way more wordy than it needed to be. Um, I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. I'm here as your game manager today as we're playing uh, Blades in the Dark and our campaign of the Ghosts of Parliament. Uh, we're doing a little side game here, sort of taking between, I don't think... It's fair to call it, like, season one and season two. This is kind of more like a mid-season intermission, I think.
1: This is the OVA.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is the
1: uh, this is the web series that goes on ABC.com when they have t- time to kill before the next season lost.
2: Sure. Sure. I was going with an example that people would know. <laughs> By the way, we might as well introduce ourselves. Sure. I'm Jennifer Uncle, also from Scanline Media. And I'm Kyrie Page, affiliated with Scanline Media.
0: And uh, we've got Kyrie coming back as one of your two characters you've been playing, uh, Quellen Verdict. But uh, Jen, you're gonna be a you're gonna be a different character today.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna be playing Serez uh, Indigo.
0: Indeed. Let me let me fix the title. Roll twenty is is you know is a you know we live in a. Society or whatever. Um, so there we go. Now now your character sheet is also named correctly. Um and uh as 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 listeners may recall, or maybe not, it was just a little moment, um, there was a point where uh a deal was made between mm-hmm. uh Quellen and uh on again, off again friend of foe, mostly foe uh chail Gallagher, who basically said, Listen, I'll help you out here if you help me rob a bank later, right?
2: Uh huh. And Qualen was like, "Well, banks are banks are kind of shitty. So let's go mm-hmm. for it."
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that was three months ago. It's been a while, um, and the city of Duskville has been um, busy. Well, ever since, kind of chaotic.
2: Yeah, ever since the sky was split asunder by blue light.
0: Yeah, so that that is that is a bit of a situation now, isn't it? Um, so what you're used to, what you ha- you all have have known the entire time you've been alive, and also for a long time before that too, was a sky where it's sort of like this murky darkness with little shards of the sun that have been broken up, dispersed throughout. Um, there's no like day night cycle. It's just the sky is the sky, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, at the at this point, that's true for about two thirds of the sky, but one third of the sky, uh has like a sun and while the sun, like a third of a sun anyway, and the sun uh, rises and sets. Uh, There's about equal periods of light and darkness. While it's light, the sky is like this very like bright blue. Um, Sometimes you can see individual clouds as opposed to just this general miasma of of condensed humidity up there. Um, It's very, very strange. And it's a thing that um, has thrown a lot of people off and it's hard to say whether it's thrown people off more or less than the fact that there's also a god now, has, which there hasn't been.
2: Yeah, actually, I was curious as a world thing: has um, has this new god made themselves known to the public?
0: Um, I mean, I think it is. It is not like like there's been no like she hasn't come down and stood at, like as an avatar in the middle of town, right? But the people in the world who are experts on this thing are all like, yeah, this is a thing, right? And so people are mostly taking the words of the experts here. Like anybody who has that kind of inclination can tell. How much you can tell depends on your ability. Um and it's it seems like like the city itself are your your new goddess is just sort of getting settled, right? um and other things have sort of come out right people have done some uh some some math have done some like some theory right and they figured sort of something out and and whether or not it's like it's not provably true but it's most people seem to have come to the same conclusion um the appearance of this goddess changed a third of the sky right mm. one would assume that means there are still still two spots up for grabs Huh. For the other two-thirds of the sky is sort of the conclusion that that uh, scholars of the divine have come to. Okay, um, so
1: we're expecting
2: two other gods, then? Well, I mean, that's what the theologians are theorizing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not, they're not super confident in it, but it's one of those things where, I mean, there are a bunch of supernatural entities. There are demons. There are ghosts. There are other types of beings. And... With this, there has sort of become a... a. P- there's a power vacuum that people didn't know existed. People weren't exposed to the power vacuum, right? There was a lack of, of gods, but no one made the assumption that that was territory that they could claim. And now, various entities are trying to make moves to claim it. Um, and so the city has just been pretty wild for the last three months. I
2: feel like... I feel like Quellen... Has come into a little bit of extra money at this point because Mm -hmm. people are buying up her, um, her artifacts of superstition, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. that makes sense.
2: Like people are like freaking out and I just very conveniently turn it to be, you know, these artifacts will grant you some kind of protection or divine favor. Or something
0: mm-hmm. well the other thing is you are more powerful now mm-hmm. um most people who have a connection with the supernatural have noticed in this time that their strength has gone up because their connection is 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 more solid is easier um and also because of that you have been managed am- managed to sort of get the ash twins take on all of this and the ash Twin ash twin doesn't want to be a spot in the new pantheon that's not that's not really their vibe right the Ash Twin is like, no, I'm happy existing, sort of in the margins, in the shadows. I'm not looking to be one of the big three. So, but the the rush to fill these spots has creates opportunities that the Ash Twin is interested in, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, mean, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
2: I, I just wanted to also point out, I don't know when the, it'll come up in this particular session, but like Qualin has been granted a new power as well
0: yes yes that's true um i mean it, it might not i don't know um if you want to if you want to just talk about it i don't mind but
2: sure i feel like i feel like the way this works lore wise i guess is that the ash twin um like i have a stronger connection with ash twin now mm-hmm. and um the ash twin is of course you know nigh infinite you know being that has been around for much, much longer. Then Quellon could even begin to fathom, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I have um, gained the ability uh, called Matchstick Puzzle, which allows me to learn the intimate knowledge of an object's history by burning it to ash. Almost like as I make an offering to the Ash Twin, the Ash Twin gives me its you know, insight into this object
0: well actually i think it's interesting because i mean when i was thinking about the way this this power works i mean the ash twin is not so much an entity that exists on worship right the the ash twin is a very practical uh entity where the ash Twin's like no don't pray do shit right Mm -hmm. um and so i don't know that it is so much an offering it's just sort of like the process of burning it allows the flames to explore every inch of this thing and provide you the knowledge
2: okay yeah
0: Um, but, uh, Jen, why don't you tell me about your character? I, I wrote up some stats for you, but I only know so much.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Sarah's Indigo is, uh, something of a career, um, thief. Like, uh, she's what this game calls a slide, which is basically manipulator and spy. Her thing is basically, she's very good at getting into the, Location and basically either posing as someone else or taking on someone else's identity entirely, so that they can get in and out and relay information um, to partners about uh, the potential layout.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have some some abilities. Like some of your abilities are just very good. One of your abilities specifically is definitely supernatural. I think both both you and I and also sort of like the camera doesn't quite understand where that comes from and it may never it may not come up in this session right it may be that you're in this one episode and you have weird powers and it never properly gets explained
1: yeah um the power you're referring to is that uh if i eat someone's handwriting i can basically take on their form for 24 hours and uh it's convincing as long as i match their what is expected of the person i'm mimicking and uh I can also switch between the disguise and just my normal form at any time, but uh, it does take time and concentration.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a channeled ability. You can't just like, oh, they looked the other way for a second, you know? Um, mm-hmm. but.
2: One of my favorite things on your character sheet, Jen, if you scroll up, yeah. is in your um, inventory, one of them is, um, scroll up a little more, uh, fine loaded dice and trick cards. <laughs> I love that
0: yeah the slide is that the slide is a fun uh playbook i have uh, very fond memories of of another actual play podcast where um one of my favorite players played a slide and um failed a lot of roles and would say something very clever and then just get stabbed (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great um so you are both uh part of part of a crew preparing to rob a bank in the six towers um it is the uh God, what was it? I, I forgot the. Okay, it's the it's it's the Six Towers Credit Union, right? Is what it's called. Um, and it's a very humble name. Um, Six Towers is a district that used to be very wealthy a long time ago, and has has gone rapidly downhill. There are still um, the towers are there. There's only four of them left. Two of them have sort of are, are more are mostly just rubble at this point, and the other four are also not in very hot shape. Um. So this district has gone from being an extremely wealthy district to being uh, much, much poorer and in much worse shape. But um, the, like, government of Six Towers very much wants to return to past glory. And as part of that, they have a lot of business incentives. It's basically Six Towers, if you're willing to put in the investment, can be a tax haven for you. Which is why the Six Towers Credit Union exists. It is a bank that uh services the wealthy citizens of Duskfall, and um is like is very much like not just like the wealthy like the ultra wealthy right this is a bank that has its own like private security that is close to an army i mean you know relative to a city but like they have a they have a lot of private security they're not calling the cops if something happens they're not calling the watch they'll take care of it themselves um and it's also a place where very few people just walk in right if you were to like if you were a normal working citizen and you're like oh i've got some money I might as well deposit it and you walk into the bank they will push you out um they're not here for you you're not their clientele and as such um i think between chail and uh quellen this has become the bank of 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 that that's the target right mm-hmm I certainly think there's a degree of which Quellen's politics helped influence the choice of bank.
2: Sure. Like, I imagine. I, I'm imagining this conversation between uh, Quellen and Chael, where it is one of okay, we're going to knock over a bank, but it's like, we got to aim high, you know? We got to really mm-hmm. stick it to these assholes.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so uh plan plan was hatched and p- part of why the heist has to happen today has to do with the sky because um you may you may it may I don't know how much it has come up but duskfall is a city that's lit by electric lamps because it's always dark right mm-hmm. um and for the first time in who knows how long uh that's not always true because there is a third of a sun in the sky in certain you know depending on the day the sun sort of has an area of the city that it is shining upon rather directly and in that area there is like clear night and day and this has several effects one the most basic one is that there's a need to turn the lamps on and off which hasn't been an issue before the other is that you get more tourism during those days because people want it like some people think it's lucky some people are just like man i haven't seen this before let me come check it out um, there's also people who treat it as having spiritual or religious significance. So they flock to that district on those days. So the days where that sun is overhead are both very fortunate for the district and its, its business, any district, but also just a little, a little more busy and chaotic than normal, which makes this the ideal day to rob the bank.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, more people around means uh, fewer people are paying attention to you. And uh, is our group going to be robbing any of the people that are just around or are we strictly focused on the vault?
2: I think I certainly think that the group has their eyes on the prize
0: and this is as as mentioned before this is not a bank where you like when you when you walk in this is not a bank where there are a bunch of people around in the lobby right that's one of the side effects is though you'd think like oh a day like this means the bank is going to be more busy than usual that's just not how this bank works uh most of the business is done through like like couriers and messengers for rich people who have their own like separate entrance they just go they're in and out you don't loiter in this place oh okay the main entrance mostly exists for for a show Or for the rare occasion where a very rich person who's also very old-fashioned is like, no, I insist on an in-person meeting. You know the sort. Mm -hmm. What were you going to say, Kiria?
2: I'm curious about one thing. And this is going to make... This is going to affect some decisions down the line. What is the main currency of Duskfall? Is it in gold coins? Is it bills like what is the main currency we are dealing with in the six towers bank
0: um it's mostly going to be gold coins um there are um there are instances of like promissory notes and stuff but that stuff is very easily tracked um which is part of like for everyone involved that's not a good thing right um even if you're like you know that in the real world no one becomes rich by being a decent person that's extra true in duskful so the idea of money that's easily tracked is not really good for anyone either criminal it's good for common folk right but if you're dealing with large sum of money you're either dealing with criminals or rich people who are criminals who ignore the law uh so in either case it's mostly going to be gold coins okay there are um there are sort of like denominations um, there are rarer types of coins that are because if you're like the, the idea of gold coins obviously is that you have however much they're worth in gold, right? Mm-hmm. But when you start dealing with larger larger denominations, either they're going to have to get really fucking big coins or that's going to break down. Um so there is sort of a um a concept of coins that become more valuable through their craftsmanship um they are they're coins that are a mix of gold and electrum and sort of the 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 process of making them is difficult enough and and sort of like the the patterns on them and the weaving of the gold and the electrum is intricate enough that it adds value despite the material they're not being worth as much as they say
2: sure like a standard gold coin is just it has like a basic printing on it but a very valuable gold coin has like an intricate pattern etched upon
0: it's it's like i mean not just that it's like marbled mm-hmm. with different metals it's it's very very elaborate like you can't just like cast these they have to be like almost layered like a sword right okay like a, i guess i would say specifically like a katana because you know if you say like a long sword they do just mass cast those but. Yeah. sure
1: it's like that massive uh, british coin they showed off like a few days ago in the news.
0: I don't know what you're talking about, but sure. Yeah. Big British coin. Uh I didn't get any results that make any sense, so that's gonna have to stay that way. Anyway. <laughs> um so Chale's plan is twofold. One, you have two people on the inside and two people. Uh, who are who are from the outside? You have undercover uh, our our friend Sarah's Indigo and also one other member who are already inside the bank and will sort of help help things go smoothly. And then you have Chale and Quellen. going in as new customers. Basically, Chale is the new customer. Quellen is the bodyguard, and Chale is aware. That she does not look like a rich person. So her cover story in this instance is that she is a surrogate for a larger gang that is looking to deposit its its riches here. This uh, bank is not known for carrying um, the, the the money from, you know, like, organized crime necessarily. But also there's no reason to believe they'd have the ethics to say no. So at the very least it will be a conversation. Sure. And that gets you in the door. Mm-hmm. So Uh any questions at this point?
1: Um Do we already know what um Cereza's role will be, other than being undercover? Like is she one of the tellers
0: or That's kind of up to you. Okay. What disguise did you get?
1: Um hmm. but- I was Go ahead. I was thinking that it would be one of the folks that basically carries around some of the safety deposit box keys and helps open things.
0: Okay, so like one of the guards, but not one of the guards that's as much guardy as sort of like like an access kind of guard.
1: Yeah, the kind that's basically around to retrieve things and uh, occasionally when a rich guest comes in is basically there to guide them personally.
0: Okay, that makes a lot of sense to me. That will be your disguise. And uh, you can do, the slide can do other disguises, but like they're, you know, they're like makeup and, and clothes. If you want to, that's your only special disguise, right? So okay. for, for 24 hours. Um, your other member is inside and for security purposes, only Chael has had much dealing with them to try and, because they're going for an even deeper cover. Um, like a manager or something, you don't know exactly the details. Again, Chale is like, no, nah, l- listen, I got, I'll take care of it. But they're they're deep in there, and we can't we can't risk outing them.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna be in there, unfamiliar with who I'm gonna be working with. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: But presumably they will they will make contact when shit starts to go down.
1: Okay, um, makes
0: sense. So. Uh, Is there any action you'd like to take as setup, either of you, before we get into the heist proper?
1: Um, I think one thing I'd like to do is, like, set up as an alternate uh, costume or, like, makeup disguise, as you mentioned. Just like a traditional guard situation so that I can basically move with the pack if uh, shit hits the fan and uh, I need a way out.
0: Okay, um, what's your... Given your situation, I'm going to highly recommend you're on light load. Okay. Because um, if you were on medium or, or heavy as you were undercover, that'd be very suspicious.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go ahead and just mark find disguise kit. That's already something... You're, you're already going to have that knocked, but I'll, I'll have that disguise ready for you to switch into when you need to. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what, what load would you like, uh, Quellen?
2: Hmm. Well, I'm going in as this, as, um, Chael's bodyguard, right?
0: Mm-hmm. You are.
2: That is my, that is my cover. I think that normal load makes the most sense.
0: I agree. Um. and okay hmm. i mean any items you know you declare as you need them it's just in that specific instance uh if if jen were trying to declare the disguise kit on the spot it would be hard like i would make it harder for her to do a good one but since she's declaring it in advance i'm giving her the, the the benefit there um i don't think there's any need unless you have something very special in mind to declare anything at this time
2: nope I think I'm good. I have an idea for I, I'm just I have ideas for situations that come up, but that is covered by the load and the flashback system. So Okay. Um I think for the for the sake of keeping things moving and for interesting drama, um like I have ideas of the types of stuff I want to use, but I won't reveal it right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Well, I think um we're going to roll for your um what's the word? For
2: entanglement?
0: No, that's that's for between oh, that's, missions. That's
2: between missions, yeah.
0: That's whatever. What I I know I know what I'm rolling. I just don't remember what it's called. It's it's the one where you're starting a mission, whatever.
1: Initiative? No.
0: No. Doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to go ahead and roll 2d6. Higher is better. All right. So you got a 2 and a 3. Sorry about that. I rolled badly. (laughs) It happens. It does. Um, So I think uh, Chael, I think you probably step in first, Quellen. Uh, sort of sweeping the store. Um, sweeping the area, making sure it's safe before letting Chael uh, in. Um, Sarahs, what's your current location? Are you trying to stay up in this this top level so you can keep an eye on things? Are you trying to stay closer to the vault, which is going to be a floor below? Or So basically the way this building is laid out is that there is the, the sort of the, the ground floor. There is a floor above that, which tends to be like offices and stuff and where the accountants work. And then there's a floor down below, which is mostly the vaults. There are some there's like there are some safety deposit box on the ground floor, but they're not the the really valuable ones, obviously.
1: Hmm. I guess I might be positioned um... Well Are there many other people that have my role specifically, or like
0: There are a couple, but not very many. Okay. I think by the way, I'm I'm assuming that you took action to Put the person you're copying out of commission.
1: Oh yeah, totally. Put them in the Hitman dump box. (laughs) Yeah, I I was just curious about whether it'd be smart for me to, like, stay close to where it's going to happen so as soon as they need someone with my particular job, I can basically be there immediately to make sure that no one else steps in.
0: I mean, I think it's, it's it's a personal call. There are advantages to a lot of different positions you could take.
1: Okay. Um... I guess I'll be near the balcony then.
0: Like the floor oh, above. so up on the accountant floor. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, there is. I, I guess there. Sure, there would be balconies. There's sort of like a, a central, like in the center part of the floor. There's just a big balcony. It's sort of like a. The floor is like a ring with an opening in the middle that that looks down onto the ground floor because that would look more impressive. So sure, I could see them doing that.
1: Yeah, I I definitely pictured it as like having a balcony. Like not that it gets used very often, but even if the bank isn't used very often like people going in to use it it's a situation where it still wants to look the part because they have the money to make it look the part
0: absolutely yeah it is it is a lot of the bank is um both an ego trip for the owners and also trying to impress the rare physical guest so that totally makes sense to me um okay um so i think uh you uh quellen and mm-hmm. and chill come inside. And um they're like the first problem is that the guards there want to frisk you.
2: Okay. That's problematic. Uh,
0: it it is, I think.
1: Huh. Okay. So
0: you you tell me how you wanna what you wanna do here.
2: So it would be both Chael and Quallen getting frisked.
0: Yes. Um, wh- how that would work mechanically is I would make you declare weapons, and then based on or declare your your entire load's worth of items. You could choose to have some slots empty, but that would just mean they were spots that you could. No, actually, that doesn't make any sense. You de- you declare your whole five load. Um, at this time and any uh, anything that you could possibly conceal you would roll to conceal anything you couldn't logically conceal they would probably take away i mean unless it was harmless right like you couldn't conceal a lantern but if you wanted to have a lantern they're not going to take your lantern away they don't care
2: okay so i might have to hmm I know one of the items that I want to declare.
0: You can also try and resist this attempt to be frisked. To be clear.
2: Can I... Hmm. Problem is, I don't have much sway, but can I ask some like basic questions
0: of me or of them?
2: Of, like, the guards.
0: Sure. What do you want to ask?
2: Uh, first thing I want to ask is, like, is this your usual policy or is there something special going on today?
0: I think one of the guards sort of glances at the other and it's like, this is a very secure facility and in the interest of protecting the wealths that have been entrusted to us we have to insist that no one is allowed to bring weapons or prohibited items onto the premises it's just a general policy
2: do they have a list of prohibited items
0: they do don't i mean if you ask if you ask he can kind of the, the guard will pr- will rattle off basically the general sort of thing
1: basically i imagine anything that can be seen as a traditional weapon will be confiscated
2: okay what is um I, this would be, not necessarily a flashback, but, like, a discussion that I have with um, with Chael is, like, what is on Chael's person? Um, Like, what were we thinking of? Like, I, I am still unclear as to, like, what the entire details of the plan are. Is it get close to the vault and then, you know, bust the vault? Is it... Um, You know, Uh,
0: so that's an interesting I I think this is a bit of a flashback to the conversation um, because. I think Chael's interest is just I want to get the goods and get out right. Mm -hmm. But also Chael is not um, squeamish either about blood or about property damage. And I don't think the Ash Twin is being very pushy about it, but the Ash Twin wouldn't mind if this place burned down okay so to what degree like and also that doesn't have to be a thing you share with the group right um it could so that like i feel i could see a situation where quellen is like sure i'll i'll get the goods and get out and either that is quellen's genuine genuine intent or quellen's like and while i'm at it maybe the building won't survive the process or quellen being like hey listen I'm gonna I'm gonna be straight with you. I'm gonna burn this bitch down, and Shale being like that's pretty cool.
2: <laughs> um Okay. I think in the back of Quellen's mind, they're thinking that if push comes to shove, they will burn this whole place down. hmm Um but they are partially interested in the goal of getting in, get getting you know, gold in getting out. So okay. in that case, I think it would be <sighs> I I was thinking that I would be searched, but most of the items that I would declare are seemingly Mm -hmm. harmless because most of my power is like, I rely on my magic for most of my power. Right. Mm. Like, like, for example, I don't plan on carrying a gun to this uh, conflict.
0: So Quellen is absolutely carrying guns, knives, and a garot.
2: You mean, you mean chale?
0: Sorry. Yes. Excuse me. I did mean chale. Um Chael is is load normal which for her is like this is what she would wear to church this is like this is a big sacrifice for her not to be going in heavy
2: Right um.
0: you could see her putting like you could see her before you left like sadly putting down a shotgun and being like maybe next time like Right it's, <laughs> this is hard for her
2: Okay all right. Then here's the here's the plan. We um, and
0: I, I I sorry and I will say also like the guards I think the guards like however much of this hesitance is happening in universe or not some of it is and I think the guards make it clear like hey it's not like if you have weapons we're gonna kick you out it's just we're gonna hold on to them until you leave
2: exactly that's what I was thinking so here's what here's what I'm thinking in terms of the plan
1: mm-hmm.
2: Quellen and Chael. Get searched. The items get confiscated. Our person on the inside, Saris, is going to recover those items.
0: Okay. That makes sense.
2: So that when we start executing on the plan of getting into you know, closer into the vault, we still have, you know, access to our equipment. Um, but like through the third party that we have, um, already infiltrated in this bank
0: gotcha
1: do we want to change my starting location then to like uh closer to where the guards keep the goods
0: i mean you can just start walking
1: oh yeah good point mm-hmm. you got two legs yeah like y'all send a signal to me and uh i, start I mean you could just way. see
0: you could just see them walk in and start moving oh yeah um okay well um pick your pick your items uh, Quellen, I'll pick items for Chael
2: This is tough. This is tough. I'm trying to think of like the five I would declare. Like mm-hmm. I have one I I only have one concrete idea um for uh what is on my person and one of them is like a like brown sack, you know.
0: Uh just for carrying stuff with? Yes. Okay. Um, I mean that's gonna be that's gonna be zero load, and also they won't take it off of you. Mm-hmm. So I um, wouldn't worry about that. I'm not like I'm not gonna be the GM who calculates how many rations you use, you know, traveling from A to B. I'm not that kind of GM. I'm trying to
2: think of the types of arcane implements that I would have
0: mm-hmm
2: um okay so it looks like it's a bunch of files
0: yeah it it tends to be a uh several different files that can be used for various yeah like rituals or just basic arcane interactions right
2: right okay i'm thinking i would declare armor like the standard okay. armor. so that's two okay
0: and they wouldn't take that away from you because sure. you can't hurt anyone with that
2: right Arcane implements. Okay. Um let me look at
0: they would probably take the arcane implements away. That's fine. Okay. Um a reminder that anything in italics you just get like a zero load.
2: Right. That's why I'm looking at other stuff. Um, what's under sub- subterfuge supplies?
0: Um, so subterfuge supro- supplies would be like.
2: Not really my thing.
0: Yeah, not really. It's it's closer to like disguise materials and like fake paperwork.
2: Oh, I know. Um, tinkering tools. Okay. Because you. Would... Go I,
0: ahead. I, I I think I'm going to say uh, fr- friend of the player. Um, fan of the player, it, it. As a bodyguard, you should have some sort of weapon.
2: That's what I was thinking. Like I will okay. have one pistol.
0: Or mm, a sword. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I'll so, declare that as a blade or two. Yeah. Because the problem, of course, with a pistol is you get... In, a, in a, a hectic situation, you get one shot as a lone weapon for a bodyguard. That doesn't make a ton of sense.
2: No, it doesn't. Yeah, I was thinking about that.
0: Okay. Um, um, let me see with the tinkering tools. So with the tinkering tools, um, they would take those away because those could be used for picking locks and stuff. However, they are small and you can conceal them if you want to make a roll.
2: it's
0: um, going to be a prowl if you want to do it.
2: So I don't think I'm going to do that. And okay. Here's, and... Here's why. I'm not carrying the tinkering tools for me.
0: Well, but here's the thing. Mm. They're going to have questions. Okay. You carrying you carrying a sword? Sure, you're a bodyguard, whatever. Why do you have lockpicks?
2: Oh, that is true.
0: Hmm.
2: maybe not tinkering tools truth be told okay. sorry it's hard for me to think through mm-hmm. this um it's
0: also the case that uh uh sarah's has two sp- two load that hasn't been declared so that's uh, right. sarah's can also carry things
1: yeah and tinkering tools happens to be one of the options here right um
2: What, what about,
0: if you want, we could give you, this could be an interesting option. You could, we could change it from a blade or two to being a fine melee weapon.
2: Yeah. You know what? That works. What is it? The fine melee weapon is a, it is a saber with, Mm -hmm. um, silver etchings on it, um, I think that it is is the weapon of is the weapon someone carries when they are confident in the blade. you know? like this is a bit of a flashy blade.
0: And can I make a suggestion just to make it like extra fine melee to make it kind of cool? Sure. Uh, so the blade is like very like light and fast. It's very good for like fighting individuals. but um, for when you're dealing with someone with armor, the sheath is also sharp and you just put the sheath on and now it's a heavier blade.
2: I like that. That's like a trick weapon. I like Mm -hmm. that a lot. Yeah. Like, it is a pseudo-transforming blade. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Where it has, like, like, at the hilt, it, like, seems like there seems to be, like, you know, like, a dragon breathing fire like etched
0: into mm. it. I think, I think that definitely is like, like, I think the guards look at it and they're, they're eyeing it and they're very much eyeing it. Like, wow, we're dealing with criminals, huh? I guess this is what they're like. <laughs> like <laughs> this, is, this is an extra fucking weapon. Uh, Jen, could you do me a favor? Sure thing. Can you roll 2d6 for me?
1: All right. Sounds
0: good. I could roll for Chael, but I've I've only rolled once and it was very bad. So
1: I got a four and a one.
0: Okay, with a four, uh, Chael is able to conceal a couple of items. Um, I would say Chael is able to conceal the uh, the garrote and the uh, concealed pistol because it has concealed in the name. Uh, the switchblade, the two regular pistols, and the two knives get found. Um, and the guards are very uncomfortable with how many weapons this person is carrying, even not knowing that there are more that they missed. (laughs) Um, so they take those, they take those and put them aside. And then a, um, a gentleman walks up to you. Um, he's in a, he's in a, like a suit with like, it has like tails on the back. It's a very fancy suit. He has a, um, a strange kind of tie that is um it's almost like it's like a fancier version of like sort of like the like the texas like like two strings hanging down mm-hmm. um and um he's he says uh hello it's excellent to see you here welcome my name is my name is uh castella Prades. uh i understand you're looking to open up an account here
2: I I turn to Chael and turn back and it's like
0: oh I'm sorry I uh <laughs> how awkward uh and turns from you to Chael and I was like I'm, of course you must be the one in charge and eyes nervously just the, like the gash over the eye
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the shark teeth
1: mhm mhm
0: um and Chael's like I mean not me you know i'm just a a representative i'm here uh on behalf of certain influential people and you're like "Jail, this is bad acting you're doing a bad job <laughs> <laughs> uh, well
2: aquan resists rolling in their eyes
0: uh very good um if if you'll uh come upstairs we can uh talk in my office uh your um uh, servant is uh, free to uh, enjoy the uh, the conveniences of our uh, waiting room. We have uh, very nice uh, cucumber uh, water, and uh, we have a, a little uh, tray of crackers and cheeses. Uh, and Shale's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, follows this guy upstairs. And goes into an office, and you are left uh, upstairs in a a small waiting room.
2: There's like a small record player uh, playing...
0: (laughs) um, Caramel (laughs) dancing. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was thinking
2: of like that elevator song that goes... Oh, Girl from Ipanema? Yeah, Girl from Ipanema.
0: (laughs) Sure, why not?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um. Okay.
0: There are a lot of chairs, and the chairs are very nice, and it's like, you're looking at these chairs, and you're like, it's clear, like, two or three of them have ever been used.
1: This so is, you make sure... Like, <laughs> this is a
0: waiting room that's waiting for someone to wait in it.
1: And you make a you make a point of selecting one of the chairs that has not been used yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you gotta break them in, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay.
2: So... If I'm imagining the layout of this bank correctly, um, Quallen and Shale are kind of on the upper level at the moment, mm-hmm. yes. And the vaults are down below.
0: Mm-hmm. At this and point, down two floors.
2: Down two floors. Okay.
0: Because you're on the upper level; they're the lower level. So,
2: okay. Um, I think that. I feel like one of the parts of the plan is Chael somehow convincing this manager to let her see the vault, Mm. you know, or at least get close to it. Like, here's like an opposite, like, here's like, there's like, I'm imagining there are bars and like, and far away is the vault, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so that you can... see the vault, but they're not going to let anybody necessarily close to it.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Um... I think this stage of the plan is um... Sarah's now needs to get our items like, back to us.
0: Okay. Yeah, what's what's Sarah's up to?
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Basically, after watching... After watching both of them get their stuff confiscated, I i guess it would look suspicious if I just took the stuff and, uh, like, put it in a bag and carried it around with me. So, I imagine what I'm doing here is that, uh, like, I'm looking around the area and I'm positioning, I'm, I'm basically positioning the confiscated items closer to where we would start moving down towards once the vault i once they have to get access to the vault so that uh myself or well it, it could be me or it could be someone else trailing along could just uh pick up the stuff nonchalantly um in one swoop and uh it wouldn't be as noticeable as if i was just carrying around the entire time
0: I see. So you're sort of moving it to a like a a different checkpoint over on the stairs down.
1: Basically, yeah.
0: Okay. All right, that makes sense to me. Uh What's I mean? Do you do you, do you either of you want to take an action, or should I advance things?
1: Um. Uh, would my action basically just be moving the stuff over?
0: That I'm gonna let you do for free. I'm not like that's. That seems reasonable enough, given your disguise, that I'll just let it happen.
1: Okay. I guess the other move I'd want to make is that I would want to move myself close to where uh, Chael and the bank manager are meeting so that uh, once my services are necessary, if everything is going well, then I can position myself to be the one who answers the call.
0: Okay. Um. So you're I think you you head to that same waiting room um and then there has been, after after you know a little bit of time passes, and the office door opens, and the uh man steps out and he seems like he is trying his best to keep it together, but he seems very scared um and she walks out after him and like pats him on the shoulder and he flinches and he's like now let's she's like now let's let's go see that that vault let's see how it's doing and 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 he's like and he he says sort of quietly but you know you two are in the room so you can hear it it's not that quiet and he's like and then you'll give me the antidote and she says <laughs> absolutely
1: okay i guess we're gonna have to get out of here a little bit quickly i guess things are gonna blow up a little bit faster than we were expecting blow up did you say blow up
0: you uh you you assigned a plan where chael was supposed to sweet talk someone what did you think was gonna happen
2: hey progress that's what's happening
0: (laughs) true true you're getting somewhere
1: Uh (laughs) uh-huh Where that somewhere is, uh we'll find out soon enough.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh so you uh you head down the stairs. Uh if you wanna pick up your your stuff, um that will be a roll, but I'll allow it. Um
2: I let's see. I'm mostly like Are there any other do we know if there's any other guard checkpoints on the way
1: down?
0: Uh there are there are definitely checkpoints closer to the vault and stuff, yes.
1: But you've already been padded down, so I don't think they would do another search.
0: But if Quellen's carrying a big ass sword.
2: That's what that's why I was thinking the only thing that I would grab is like my little pouch of arcane implements.
0: Okay. Um yeah, go ahead and go ahead and roll uh a prowl for that, but it's um it's it's not very not very dangerous. So
2: Okay. 1d6? Yes. That fell off the table.
0: Oh well that means you fail.
1: <clears throat> you got a five. Oh. Thank you.
0: Okay. Uh, five is a partial success because these systems are unforgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think you um, you sort of like duck over and, and scoop up the pouch and tuck it under, um, and uh, the um, the guy who's with you, the um, the sort of like the accountant or or officer or whatever he is. Um, like sort of like like leans heavily against a railing, a- and then you continue on your way. Um, and neither of you notices, but the camera kind of lingers. And uh, when the guy leaned on the railing, he left some blood behind, and a guard notices this because Chael stabbed him. To be clear, <laughs> uh, <and laughs> that's how he got poison- poisoned. Well, that's how he got poisoned. Oh, she didn't okay. make him. She didn't make him drink something. She's not just like here, drink this suspicious vial. Here. <laughs> okay. Um. So the guards, uh, like it, the guards see it later enough. They see it like a couple of minutes later. They don't know exactly what's going on, but the level of security is starting to get elevated.
2: Well, I mean that was to be expected. But mm-hmm. let's go, let's go. <laughs>
0: All right, so you head down uh, to the next uh, security checkpoint, um, and let me look at let me look at you here, Sarahs. Um, there are two other guards at the checkpoint, and one of them waves at you and says, "Hey, Jess, you going into the vault?" You not. Know uh give me a consort, please.
1: Okay. It's two D six for you. All right. Leave in the heart of the dice here. <laughs> Snake Eyes. Great. <laughs> um,
2: oh, this is gonna get fun.
0: <laughs> uh so the guard is like just sort of like whistles and is like Gimme just a sec. Uh, and sort of, like, stands up, and there are, like, a pair of, like, glass doors that they have to unlock and pull aside. Um, and then you hear a thump. And the uh, the accountant with you has dropped dead. And there's a beat where the two guards by the checkpoint are just staring. And Chael goes, I think I got the dose wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you have you have a moment of opportunity here before before they react
1: okay um
0: hmm
2: let's see here's what i'm thinking i i don't have a smoke bomb that's no. right no i don't have a smoke bomb i can make fire with my hands but
1: not much else
2: uh Jen, let's see the type of stuff that you have on you. Uh,
1: let's I, see. I, lem-
0: let me also take a moment just to better lay out the situation because since sure. things are popping off, you should have a you should have understanding of what you're dealing with. So, um, this is this floor is kind of like. It's interestingly laid out. It's like a large set of stairs, almost right. Like imagine a set of stairs, but each step is like. 30 feet long right but it is still like staggered all the way down to the vault does that make sense Mm -hmm. it's like it's like a, a stretch of like 30 feet and it drops down a little bit and there's another stretch of 30 feet it's all carpeted um leading up to a glass pair of glass doors that lock and then slide um and since they're glass doors you can see past them the sort of like the the gradual stairway of the floor continues leading up to a vault with two more guards at it um This, of course, means that the two guards there can't see very well, but they can see what's happening.
1: Hmm. Okay. (laughs) I have an idea, but I don't know how well it'll work. Well, what's your idea? Um, double undercover... (laughs) Oh, basically it's a situation where
0: uh you pre- have you have the ghost of solidus in your arm right <laughs> and
1: <laughs> i i was thinking more along the lines of i pretend to be like a special inspector who was essentially investigating this bank and the person in particular that just dropped dead and uh Basically, I want to convince them that everything is going according to plan. So I pull out like official papers that make it look like I'm part of this uh, special police unit.
0: So,
2: okay. Um.
1: If, I if that's too much, then we don't I need will to do say
0: that. that the, so on one hand, there are circumstances you are not aware of that makes that a bad idea. And then there are circumstances you should be aware of, which is, like, even if you're, like, a undercover investigator, why did you just murder someone? It's usually yeah. not how this works. <laughs>
1: That's a good point. Okay, scratch that.
0: <laughs> okay. I just, listen, I I am here for, like, bad ideas, but I want you to know that they're bad first, you know?
1: <laughs> okay, and these people... Bu- are the guards behind glass themselves, or are they guarding glass doors? There are
0: two guards that are further that are further away close to the vault that are behind the glass. These two are in front of the doors.
1: Okay, so they are within throwing knife distance then. Sure. Okay, I say we take out some throwing knives, toss them at the guards, and uh, bum rush the guards at the back. Okay. Um, given how we've already drawn blood in a very noticeable manner I feel like that's our best hope at getting through this
2: do the guards have any weapons on them you've got swords okay so yeah I think the first thing that happens is Jen you like throw a knife at like one of the guards throat and like take him down
0: well, we'll see if we take if we see if we'll we take see if him we'll, down.
2: We'll see if we take him down. And That's then... it,
0: definitely a skirmish. Hmm. Mm. In this instance, in this instance, I'll let it be a brawl or a prowl. I mean, since you're getting the first strike, that I think that counts as uh, ambush with close violence.
1: Okay. And can I take two stress to like add an extra die to that as well? Sure. Okay.
0: So, that so
2: gives you three d six.
0: I'll also declare your throwing knives.
2: Sounds good. Alright, Jen. Here you go. Roll them up.
1: Alright. <laughs> two sixes. Yeah, two and... sixes and a two.
0: Alright, well that's a crit. I'm gonna heal one stress. Awesome. Um and Um, so you do drop one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh hmm, how do I make this a crit exactly? Um I think he had finished unlocking the doors, which is nice. Yes. So the doors, like, slide, like, he falls against the glass, and it holds him up for a second, and then the doors slide open um, on, like, sort of, like, on clockwork, and he drops to the ground. Um, The other guard, like, reaches for a sword and kind of scrambles backwards, but doesn't really have any clear answer to this situation, right? Uh, They're, like, given the position of things, they could, like, try and, like, go around and, like, run through towards the vault to try and hook up with the other guard. But that would mean leaving their back exposed. And with the three of you, there's no good way for them to get up the stairs. Um, Also, this is a a setting. There is, like, some electricity, but we're not talking about a situation where they're going to have, like, silent alarms and shit. That's just not a thing in this setting. Um, Tech is not that advanced. So um, I think probably there's just like a bell on the wall um, and he's eyeing it. But like he is he is smart enough to, to understand that probably if he rings that he's going to get killed. And there's a bit of a standoff moment. Um, also, the guards down by the vault can't quite tell what's going on, but they know enough to be concerned. So they are starting to react.
2: Is the bell within, like, arm's reach?
0: Uh, he'd have to take a long step. He'd sort of have to lunge towards it.
1: What is Chael doing at this moment?
0: <laughs> um, I think Chael's going over the dead guy. See okay. if there's anything useful on him.
1: Okay, so she's not too concerned with the second guard at the moment, then?
0: <laughs> no. I mean, you, she... She is the kind of person who has good, like, peripheral vision and stuff, right? And I, 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 that's, that's sort of selling it short. She has good situational awareness. If that guy tries to make a move for her, she will react very quickly. But at the moment, she has assessed that, like, okay, if he goes for the bell... I'll kill him. I can't stop him from reaching it, necessarily. And so we'll just see what he chooses to do. I'm going to do something productive in the meantime.
2: Because I was thinking what I could do, if it was within arm's reach of me, I could destroy the bell.
0: Oh, it is definitely not. Also, destroying a bell would make bell sounds.
2: Okay, never mind. Well,
0: I mean, I guess if you destroyed it with fire, but that, yeah.
2: I mean, that was kind of like... My thinking,
0: but... Yeah, um, but that's it's it's not within arm's reach of you.
1: Okay. All right, that's fair. Also, setting it on fire would be noticeable on its own.
0: Well, it's metal. You wouldn't set it on fire. It would just melt.
2: It would just melt, yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't think, um, to to your benefit, and just logically speaking, I don't think the guards down by the vault have a bell, because if they were to ring the bell with those doors closed, the sound would basically not carry, so there would be no point. So that's that's the one benefit you have is that the guards down there can't, you know, bring things. They they would have to move further to get to some sort of way of of informing people of the situation.
1: In that case, I think we should keep moving and trust that shale will take care of the guard behind us if they try anything.
2: Hmm. Cuz my like my thinking was to, you know, possibly take out the other guard, you know? But if the guard is at a standstill and Chael has, like... Has it on lockdown. um, We want to deal with the other two guards. Right? But that bell is disconcerting. That's all. Like, again, my plan of thinking was... Melting the bell so that you, so that there isn't an opportunity to sound it. I could, this is just me thinking out loud here. Uh, it's, this seems like a weird application of this skill, but like I have a skill called heart's desire.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When I observe someone up close or otherwise, you may always ask what is their heart's greatest desire. When you gather information on weakness or vulnerability, I get plus one result level. 1 to 3 becomes a 4 to 5, etc. to my role, And I was thinking like I gather some sort of piece of information about this guard and scare him off.
0: I mean, he's plenty scared. If he thought he could leave, he would.
2: Okay, that's fair.
0: But also he'd probably tell someone what's going on.
1: Yeah.
2: True. My only thinking is, like, subdue subdue the guard in some way. Mm-hmm. Knock them out. Do something. Because the less people around to potentially run off and tell, tell the other guards what's happening, the better. Right. I don't know. I'm just thinking, keep it simple. Knock this uh, guard out.
0: Makes sense to me.
1: Okay
2: um
0: that would be a okay. skirmish
2: okay I'm gonna push myself okay um you know just just a simple you know grapple and you know try to just knock this guy out mm-hmm I got a six and a three.
0: Okay. I think you move towards him and he goes for the sword and he pulls it out and you just like, but that's, that was the wrong move in this instance. He didn't have enough time for that. So you step inside his guard and just, just drop him.
2: Just a good old, just give him a good old elbow strike and.
0: Mm-hmm. And hit right the it. back of his head hits the wall and he just, he drops. Okay um chael
2: yeah i was about to ask it's like has chael found anything useful
0: i think chael um comes up with like with with a key and she's like i hope this is to something good and then she pulls out uh the items she has managed to conceal which is uh the the wire well, she probably wouldn't pull out the wire, there's no point in that. Uh, she pulls out the switchblade, which uh, no longer has any poison on it, that's used up, just one stab's worth, mm-hmm. and uh, a concealed pistol, which is a really, like, it's a very strange-looking pistol, it's sort of, like, flat on one side, so it can lie, like, lie like what's the word, like, flesh, or, um... Flush. F- yes, there it is, flush against, like, the inside of her arm and stuff, but the gun's a gun.
2: Well, that, uh... S- uh, and the guard doesn't necessarily does the guard have anything useful on them beside the sword
0: uh, has the key to the doors that are already unlocked
2: okay um, I'll just go ahead and take the sword
0: okay makes sense um, the other two guards are now in a distance to be a consideration um, and unlike the other two these two have guns as well as swords okay I think they're pro- probably their def- default to having the guns out. I would assume.
1: I should use my throwing knives again on at least one of them.
0: Sure, you can try.
1: Okay, should I put my- Should I push myself again, Kiry?
2: Ah, no, it's your character.
1: <laughs> would this count more a skirmish now that they're alert? Yes, or... yes, absolutely. Okay, in that case, definitely. Uh, gonna push myself. What back.
2: is this? Hold on. What is this item that you have? trance powder.
0: Um. um- so the way it works basically is that you blow it into someone's face, and they're kind of um, dazed, stunned. Um, it is it is a it is sort of a, a hypnotizing drug, not to the point where you can trick people into doing things, but you know.
1: Okay. Yeah. So it's like basically a cartoon femme fatale power.
0: <laughs> yes, more or less. Okay. A little, a little more sinister than that, but yes. <laughs>
1: okay um
2: hmm I don't know it was just something that came up I think distance wise like you might oh, you not certainly be not
0: yeah you certainly couldn't transpatter them from here
2: yeah but it's just something to keep in mind in your inventory
1: okay yeah in that case I think throwing knives is still the best bet since uh, taking out a pistol or something like that would uh, almost assuredly alert people above
0: okay Go ahead and roll 2d6 for skirmish.
1: All right. Here's hoping it's as lucky as it was last time. It
2: probably won't be,
1: but let's see. Uh, Six and two.
0: Okay, that's a success. Um, Unfortunately, logic is a motherfucker, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You get one throwing knife off and you catch a guy in the shoulder and he goes down but he's not like he's not fully out. The other guy fires and he does miss, but he does fire. Because you just threw a throwing knife at the other guy. You know? Shit. Yeah. I mean, there's there's kind of there's kind of no way out of that unless if you rolled a crit, I might have let you catch both of them at the same time or something, but Mhm with two people pointing guns one of them was going to fire
2: yeah but at the very least we are down now to just one guard
0: well the other one's not done he's just in a he's in a bad state i mean he could fire from the floor or something if he he gathers himself he's not dead throwing knives are not especially lethal weapons If you roll really well like you did, you can catch someone in the throat, but usually you're going to catch them in the arm, in the shoulder, in the chest and that's not lethal. Fair enough. Um, Uh, the guard who fired just, like, drops the gun and pulls out his sword. There's no point trying to reload this close up. Right. Um...
2: So, it's me, it's Chael, and it's Saris. Mm-hmm. We have one guard down, but not out. And mm-hmm. we have another guard who has a sword out.
0: And um, you can tell that there are going to be more reactions soon because of the gunshot.
2: Okay. Can I toss qual- uh, Okay. Qual- uh, can I toss uh, Chael the sword? Say to her, like, deal with the guard, I'll deal with the vault.
0: Sure, that seems fine. because
2: uh, Chael is more combat, Chael is more combat mm-hmm. ready than I
0: am. I'll make one of you two do the dice roll when it happens, but um, but yeah, sure, it's fine. I mean, you'll use her skills, so it's fine. Um, okay, I think she catches, uh, she, I think. You see, like as it's in the air, she fl- like she flicks her wrist and tosses the um the switchblade back down her sleeve and then catches the sword. But she's still holding the gun with the other hand. Um, and I think she moves into uh, to tie up the guard. Uh, if you want to make an attempt on the vault, um, it'll take a little time. Just to, you know, you'll have to cross the distance and then and then do which whichever whatever action you're doing. But you can go ahead and and choose your action and make the roll. I'll make... At that, uh, at that time, I'm like, I'll make Jen rule for Chael.
2: Okay. Um... I and also, at this point, I also... I, I would assume that Chael would toss me the key.
0: I don't think Chael sees the point. You have hands that melt things. The plan was always just that you would... It's... uh It's the beginning of the Phantom Menace, and the Separatists close the door on you. Who cares? Okay. (laughs) That was always the plan, was like... I mean, we'll take the keys, because, like, I don't know, maybe Quellen will be tied up or something. But if Quellen's here, we don't need keys.
2: Fair enough. Okay. Um... So... (laughs) I think... I'm I'm imagining a scenario in which, um. God, you know that scene in Bayonetta where she pulls out her middle finger and jams it into like the motorcycle's like, um, keyhole.
0: No. <laughs> no, I don't actually. Um, I'll trust you that that happens.
2: <laughs> it, it happens. Um, do I see a keyhole? On this vault? I should have asked that first.
0: There are three. <sighs> There's one in the middle and one on either side. It's one of those three-person simultaneous things.
2: I only have two hands.
1: <laughs> you can always use your head as the third one.
0: That's that's That'd be a pretty far stretch. Unless you're Mr. Fantastic, I don't think that's going to work. Okay. Or skin from... <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. There's a a, um, a mutant nobody knows.
2: <laughs> okay. Um All right. Are the I'm going to I'm going to take a wild guess and say that the three keyholes are not within arm's reach of each other, so I can't use two hands on two keyholes.
0: No. So, basically, this is a situation where Tinker is kind of out, but there are other ways of getting through doors when you have magical fire.
2: Okay, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna use um, I'm gonna use my magical fire on the on the vault's hinges.
0: Mm, shoot the hinges! I remember that.
2: mm mm-hmm. and completely destroy the hinges.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Go ahead and, and make me a roll for that.
2: Uh, I assume that is going to be wreck.
0: Yes, and it is now desperate, by the way, because things are starting to get bad. It doesn't mean I'm giving you uh, XP, though, which is nice.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to push myself.
0: Okay. Give you another two stress.
2: Mm-hmm. One, one, and three.
0: Well, that's pretty bad. Yep. So you remember earlier, Sarah's, when I was like, there are two reasons why posing as an inspector and doing all this would be a bad idea. One you didn't know.
1: Yeah, you, you did mention that.
0: The other is there is an inspector here already.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Or at least there sort of is. I think a, a lady steps out of a, of a like a side room uh, in response to the commotion, and Chills like finally, what took so long? And Sarah's like, oh okay, this is the this is the fourth member of the team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's dressed up in uh, like a like a a nice suit, and she has like a visitor badge that says inspector on it she is an insur- insurance adjuster is her disguise uh checking on the bank to make sure that it's up to code for for insurance um and quellen you're kind of focused on your work but i think you glance back and you have a moment where you're i, I don't it's i don't think as like emotional as your heart sinks but it's definitely a moment where your heart skips a beat and you're like that's delilah Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's Delilah, the ruthless conspirator, your rival. Motherfucker. <laughs> um, and I think she uh glances at you, Quellen, and she says, I don't know if we've met before. My name's Delilah. I suppose we don't have time for a handshake, but. It's good to work with someone of your expertise.
2: Delilah, don't bullshit me.
0: <laughs> I'm sure I don't know what you mean. Uh, Delilah is like, I think your experience with Delilah, you are not like a career criminal, but you know, you dabble, right? Mm-hmm. And Delilah is, it's, it's, it is too generous to refer to compare her to to uh, Rin Setsuwa from Thunderbolt Fantasy, but she is the kind of person who like will show up in a crew, and be this charming, charismatic member of the crew, and then in the last like five percent of the mission, suddenly she disappeared and the take is gone. So there's that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel like I feel like Delilah you know what just like a small aside I feel like Delilah is like maybe maybe it's the last name that she used but she's using like a different name right now <laughs> and she go maybe like a small rec on so it like I say Delilah and she's like I don't know who you're talking about
0: You're right you're right she's going by Elizabeth at the moment Yeah <laughs> Mhm I, I don't think we have any idea what her real name is. She might not at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she has done a lot of lying in her time, um, and uh, at, at she's like, "I've done a pretty thorough investigation of the place. We should have another couple of minutes before there's enough of. A- they gather their forces for a reaction from upstairs. Uh, I have." Uh, embedded some explosives in the stairway i can collapse it when they're on the way down that will buy us more time as far as uh exit that's going to be a little more tricky i was hoping i would find something on site but i didn't have much luck sarah's what about your investigations no actually she would i think she doesn't know your name as that she would know you by your alias your job name so she'll she'll say quicksilver
1: okay um Hmm. Would I know anything about, uh, well, what if I used documents as one, as my third load and that allowed me to, like, know the plans of the place?
0: I don't think that's how that works. Okay. You can roll uh, a study or a survey to have, to represent okay. the fact that you did some, you know, like scoping the joint, seeing if you could find a way out.
1: Okay, and I'll definitely need to take stress for that because, like, with zero points in either, I would. That would give me two die to roll, right? Two dice. Uh huh. Uh, Well, two two die
0: take the lower. lower. I mean, you know, sometimes. Okay, obviously, if you want to succeed, I would take stress. But sometimes you just want to see things happen, and in that case.
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's just roll and see what happens. Then I can't believe she bought that. Oh my god, Wait, really? Jennifer, uncle, just take the stress. Okay, I'll, I'll take the stress. <laughs> I'm, I'm easily persuadable, you know
2: this about me. <laughs> take your one die.
0: Um, actually, you know what you can do? Um, yeah. You can burn your... I'm, I'm going to unmark your, your two stress here before. Um, you have the ability uh, subterfuge, which allows you to spend special armor Uh, to push yourself for subterfuge you also can do other things so you if you want to spend your special armor here um which is just you have special armor because you have this ability to check mark you use it once per per permission um to push yourself without spending stress
1: okay that works all
0: right go for it
1: okay i'm just rolling a die here right correct three
0: okay that's a failure um so I think um, what you discovered is that there has been some um, engineering work. There's sort of been a massive, um, like, infrastructure project across uh, Duskville um, in the in the time since the Ascension, um, and some of it's been like like surface streets and like trying to make the infrastructure a little more. I don't know, just just general infrastructure improvements. I don't think this is your area of expertise. You don't you don't know as much about what they've been working on. But one thing you've discovered is that there also has been some work underground. Um, there has been some work to extend this weird uh, tunnel system from White Crown, um, and it's like these weird like very like geometric tunnels with some like magic inscriptions or something on them. Um, and those tunnels have been have been working their way east. So they're not complete, but there is some uh, some tunnel access here um, for the audience. This is the spirit fast, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like, it would be a situation where you would probably have to knock down a wall to get at it, but um, you could probably reach the spirit fast from here um, and and see where that takes you. It is it is very incomplete at the moment. Um, other than that the only way you see out is you know going back upstairs and out the front door
1: yeah which doesn't seem likely at this point
0: no um and what's more is you start to hear people heading down the stairs and delilah walks like delilah walks over and lights fuses for explosives embedded in the stairwell. There's sort of two stairwells that sort of spin around into one. You know what I'm talking about? They wrap around and merge into one to come down into this floor.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. And there's a boom and a stairwell collapses. And the the other one, the fuse burns down and a little bit of smoke puffs out. And she's like, hmm, a that dud. That's unfortunate.
1: That's putting it lightly. Okay. Is this where I roll for Shale? or?
0: Yes, please do. Okay. I also will note uh, there is a pause and then you hear on the stairs, not just footsteps, but you hear like, it sounds like a cart being pushed down the stairs. You hear it like, kadonk, 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 as it's hitting various levels of the stairs.
1: Okay. Am I rolling 2d6 here? Yes. Okay. Uh 6 and a 5.
0: Okay? Um the guard like matches her like blade for blade and they sort of like they they meet a few times and then she like flicks her blade along uh, the like they sort of like they clash and then she slides up along it slashes the guy in the shoulder he flinches and then she just goes straight through his heart and pulls it out and kicks him down um she flicks the blood onto the ground off the blade and turns around um <laughs> and then um sees a cart being pushed down the stairs uh it has how to explain this it has a um a large bundle of like steel pipes attached to a big drum and all of this is mounted on a um a metal base which has two wheels
1: oh so they're bringing a gatling gun then
0: uh what's that i don't know of any such weapon in this setting Oh, okay. I mean, if that were to exist, this would be the first time anyone had ever seen a Gatling gun. And that doesn't seem very likely now, does it? <laughs>
1: uh, I, I guess not, no. <laughs>
0: uh, I have to commend your uh, your ability to picture from, from vague descriptions. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, chael sees it and then with her foot kicks the sword of the fallen man into her hand it's like i feel like i'm gonna need two of these <laughs> and she all, and she moves and with her other hand she takes the hidden pistol and mounts it on the inside of her arm um like she did before so now she can fire it without it's less accurate but she can fire it from her wrist with things in her hand
1: hmm okay
0: if, if last time we saw her, she uh, had two guns and then also her hidden gun at the same time. So that's how it works. Um, the the cart is still being wheeled down. They have to go. They have to go kind of slowly because it could easily get away from them. It's very heavy. I
2: had an idea. I don't know how well it'll work, but I do have an idea.
0: I'm listening.
2: Can I use my fire abilities to reignite the dud and use it as an improvised explosive?
0: You're pretty far away from the dud at this point Mm -hmm. because you're working on the the vault. Um, Right. I think by the time you got there, the Gatling gun would be working on the situation and running in front of a Gatling gun is a pretty risky proposition.
1: Mm-hmm. So it sounds like our best bet right now is to get into that vault as soon as possible.
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um... really wish I could grab that dud. <laughs> um, that seems like a useful thing to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, like, would you make me roll again to, like, try and destroy the hinges, or?
0: Um, I mean, to speed it up. If you want to just take your roll, it'll keep going. But if you want to, um, if you want to speed things up, we would have to do something. The other thing you could do is, um, let me take a look at. I, 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 you could, yeah, you could roll again to just to sort of to speed things up if you want. Otherwise they're gonna to have to cover you while you work.
2: Right. I mean, this is what I'm I'm here to do. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I guess I'll roll wreck again.
0: Okay. Two D
2: six. Two D six, that's right. Three and a one.
0: Okay. Uh you burn through the hinges and the door falls down with heavy clunk it's a it's a big heavy vault door so i think as it falls like when it hits like the building shakes some right it's Mm -hmm. extremely extremely heavy um and uh up on the stairs they like they brace but the minigun is sort of like mounted into position uh, the side rooms along here, along this hallway, are like more um, safety deposit boxes, mostly. Right? They're not the mm-hmm. um, they're sort of like like medium security, I would say, compared to the high security in the default. Um, and you see one of the um, one of the guards reach for a panel on the wall and there's like a lever and he flips it and the like basically shutters close down on all those side doors and uh yeah the minigun starts to spin the sorry gatling gun miniguns come later excuse me
2: mm-hmm.
0: at this point in time you would definitely refer to it as anything but mini <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> it's rather
1: large yeah, yeah. yeah. time to run Uh, where (laughs) into the big vault
2: okay all right um i'm just trying to uh what is so the door the door is the vault is open yes yes what is in the vault what do i see
0: so when you look in the vault um, what you see is there is just like the 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 walls of the vault are safety p- deposit boxes, right? Mm-hmm. In the middle is a um a sort of like a it's like a table slash counter, like it's like it's it's a it's a cabinet with a table surface on top. Um, on top is um it appears to be valuables that have yet to be properly sorted and put in their, put in their spot. So there are a bunch of gold coins. There are some, uh, trinkets and things that are probably of a lot of value, but doesn't, you know, you're not a thief by, by nature. So you can't by sight, uh, see how much things are worth. There are definitely some jewels and things. Um, and mostly that's what's in. There's also a few like, um, carts for, for transporting things. And, um, just like, In, like, in case of emergency, there's also a box on the wall that has a pistol, a box of ammo, and an axe, a fire axe. It is sort of mounted on the bottom below the sort of, um, you know how, what's, what's this, it's like crown molding, almost, like along the bottom, like the very bottom row. Of these like rows of safety deposit boxes doesn't have any boxes, it just has the molding mm-hmm. um, and it's mounted down there.
2: Okay, is there somebody manning the um Gatling gun?
0: Uh, it's a it's a uh, it's a, it's a couple of people. Um, But yes, I mean, there's one person, there's one person who basically operates the crank. There's a person who's dedicated to working on the aiming. Um, There's a person Mm -hmm. who is managing the feed of ammo because obviously uh, you're still working with like paper cartridges and you have to be very careful with how it feeds. And then you have a fourth person who's in charge of managing uh, the heat that builds up. They have a, a basically a bucket of water and they're pouring some over it as it fires. They haven't started yet because it hasn't yet started to fire. Okay. Let's see.
2: Um, Chael and Elizabeth, what are they doing?
0: Um... I think Chael doesn't understand what this thing is. And so she's just sort of standing there ready with two swords.
1: <laughs> uh. Um... Clearly someone just needs to be like, chill, get the fuck in here.
0: Elizabeth is, um, she has sort of, she has moved in such a way that like the parts of, so the two glass doors that slide away a little bit further down the hall between you and them at this point, um, mm-hmm. like there are bits of walls sticking out and they've moved such that the wall is giving them like partial cover, like still not going to save them, but would make them slightly harder to hit. Um, also, the bullets you're pretty sure are just going to tear through that wall um, right and they have have pulled off to the side and they are sort of like going through their pockets very calmly for something
2: okay I'm just trying to think
0: <laughs> mood Uh, i
2: yeah yeah because this is an intense scenario Uh uh-huh um i can i re so i can i reasonably assume like I can reasonably assume certain things about this gap, correct?
0: I think, I mean, even if you don't know exactly how it works, it's pretty clear that that is a big machine that badness is going to come out of the tubes.
2: Right. Because what I was thinking was, I don't know who's a better shot, Ceres or Quellen, but I imagine Ceres is a little bit more accurate. And basically, I would want Sarah's to shoot the like somehow shoot something on the Gatlinga that causes it to overheat and possibly backfire.
0: I don't think you know how the thing works well enough to be confident in that. I mean, you know, there's a possibility, sure. but it would be a roll within a roll,
2: right? Okay,
1: yeah. Like the best bet, if we're gonna go that route, would be shooting one of the operators so that uh, some sort of margin of error gets introduced.
0: I mean, someone else will just grab it, right? And and the nice thing about this, like, if you listen to the like the roles I described, no role is particularly hard. That was sort of the beauty of the Gatling gun. It may have taken a four person crew, but your job was like, I will pour water on the barrels. That's pretty easy. Though I will note, um, you may be thinking of, like, this is going to shoot multiple bullets per second, but it is not nearly as fast as a modern machine gun. You're talking about 200 rounds per minute. Which is still plenty to kill you, but... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right, exactly. Um
1: In, in my mind, the best bet is to go inside the main vault and take cover there. And maybe, like, look for a place where the foundation might be weak enough to get the hell out. Or set this whole building on fire. That too. If we can endanger everyone's lives here, maybe the people who are trying to shoot us will want to get out first.
2: One thing that comes to mind is, like, calling upon, like, the power of the Ash Twin to, like, burn up their ammo. Because I know at least how ammunition works.
0: Doing that from a distance would be tricky.
2: I'm facing down the barrel of a Gatling gun.
0: (laughs) Sure. Yeah.
2: Like, it is... I am classically between a rock and a hard place. Except in this time, this game, it's a big old vault and a big old Gatling gun.
0: I am of the opinion that that Jen is right here, and your first order of business should be getting to safety, and then you can work on a plan from there.
2: Okay. All right. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's get inside the vault. I I assumed we were inside the vault already. No. But, no. Um. But I yell to Chael, like, like, I don't think you can fight that with a sword. Get in here.
0: I think there's a moment where you see on her face that she's weighing the odds. And then it's like, eh. <laughs> Ducks inside. Um, and uh, Delilah sort of scoots along the wall. And then you hear her say, ah, there it is. And she pulls out a small vial. Well, for a vial, it's decently big, um, and she tosses it with a spin towards the base of the stairs, um, and she hurries inside. I would like both of you to make a roll. This is a this is a fortune roll. Let me see. Um, this is probably a study.
2: Okay. Okay. Fortune roll study, so that's one d6. Well
0: that's two d6 for you because you don't have anything. Oh no, you do have study, I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong thing. Yes. Uh well, so one, Sarah's has so Sarah's gonna be two D6, take the lower. But one D6 okay. for you, yes. Okay. And,
1: okay, I'm rolling first then. It doesn't matter. Okay.
0: Two D six, take the lower.
1: Two and a two. Okay. And my roll.
0: Is a six. Alright. Well, Quellen, uh, you're gonna have some information here, which is interesting. Uh cool. The vial bursts and I think you see the reaction, I think both of you can tell this, um, that it contained a spirit of some sort. Just the the sort of the sort of effect when it breaks. It's like, okay, that's releasing a spirit. Um and what comes out is like a fairly solid ghostly form, right? Not not as not, not as much as like Bale, right? Not a fully physical being, but the type. It, it's more the classification people will talk about it as being like a specter. It is the kind of ghost that can easily interact with a physical dimension, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a person. It is a four-legged creature, Uh Quite big, close to the size of a bull, um, more wolf-like in its sort of like its shape and form. Um, very like, but um, the back legs and back, like the hindquarters, are are less muscular than sort of the front ones, which are very imposing. Um, it has a bit of a mane to it. It has a, a horn, and it has very big teeth. And, um, Sarahs, you don't know what the fuck this is. Uh, Quellen, you know that this is basically an ancestor of modern wolves. It is long extinct. Um, but, like, once upon a time, they would hunt dragons in packs. They are mean motherfuckers. Um, and Delilah says, can we close the door, please? And that's where we're stopping for today.
1: <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Excellent.
0: Uh, so I didn't know this was going to be a two powder, but I, I guess I probably could have predicted. Um, nothing ever goes smoothly.
2: Right. <laughs> <sighs> this blade's in the dark. Nothing ever goes nothing, smoothly. ever
0: goes. nothing ever happens on Mars. Um. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you. Uh, Kyrie, thank you, Jen. Hope you hope you had some fun today. And uh we'll be yeah, back with another yeah. another session of this to, to close out our, our intermission here.
2: Sounds good to me. Peace. Do you remember our
0: sign off? Spooky scary skeletons. Don't test me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, later. Have a good night, everyone.